Because you get up early, Jeff Sloan has to get up early to host the pre-W Smith show. And that's what you are listening to now on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. Now turning our attention to a contentious issue brewing in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan over whether or not a precious metals mining company should be allowed to mine there or whether, as has been claimed, that they should not be allowed to do so because the mine could pose contamination threats to the territory that is deemed sacred to the Menominee tribe of Wisconsin. Covering the story for us is Garrett Ellison, reporter for MLive.com. Garrett, welcome. First, give us the overview of this story. Well, along the Menominee River near Stevenson, there is a company that's attempting to develop a gold mine, gold, silver, copper, and zinc. It is being opposed by the Menominee tribe of Wisconsin, and the tribe is, at the moment, attempting to have part of the land which encompasses the pit where the mining would happen would be designated as a site on the National Register of Historic Places, which in and of itself would not necessarily stop the mine, but it it could be used as a stepping stone to more restrictive actions. So they want to build this mine. It hasn't happened yet. This is in the Upper Peninsula of the state of Michigan, right? That's right. It's right there along the border between Michigan and Wisconsin. So the Menominee River, which uh, empties out into Green Bay, forms the border of much of Michigan's and Wisconsin's border. And at the heart of the dispute, tell us the rights that the tribe has positioned against the mine going forward. Well, right now the tribe is opposing the development of this mine. They're concerned that putting a a mine very close to the river would inevitably result in some sort of contamination of the river. And beyond that, they say this is a sacred area to us. This is an area where archaeology has demonstrated that settlement dates back to the last ice age. I visited this area last year, and you can see burial mounds in the woods along the river. There are large circles that were used as dance rings hundreds of years ago, right? And those are still evident today. There's evidence of old raised garden beds, ancient sort of agriculture, early corn cultivation, sort of at the northern extent of that type of agriculture, you know, at the time. It's one of these pieces of land that the Menominee tribe feels very strongly about, and they don't want to see mining happen there. They also say it's a very historic property, and they're basing their argument on the archaeology that's been discovered at the site. So the mine, at the same time, says, you know, look, we understand this. We are not going to disturb any of these burial mounds or these dance rings or any of the archaeological sites that we've discovered in the area. And the mine owners have done pretty extensive surveys of the land in the area, and they have marked a lot of stuff off, and they're saying, hey, we're not going to touch it. Nonetheless, it's one of those situations where the tribe is opposed to the mine. Activists who are opposed to the mine don't necessarily believe that the company's claims that it wouldn't contaminate the river and it wouldn't touch these archaeological sites. And so there's this sort of proxy battle going on a little bit in terms of having the land put on the National Register and what attorneys who are involved in historic preservation in Michigan say that a National Register designation for this, you know, about five miles of property, um, you know, on both sides of the river, that wouldn't necessarily stop the mine from being built. But if it is, it could be a precursor to creating a historic district. And if a local unit of government were to say, hey, we want to study a historic district, we're interested in doing that, 
that could end up being a pretty significant hurdle to uh, developing the mine. And so where does it all stand right now? Well, right now, the uh, application uh, to have this land listed on the National Register is in the National Park Service office. The keeper of the National Register, who's an official within the National Park Service at the Department of Interior, it's up to her whether or not this site merits being on the National Register or not. The fact that it, it, it's gotten that far bodes pretty well for the fact that she probably you know, is likely to approve it. It was jointly nominated by both the state of Michigan and the state of Wisconsin's uh, historic preservation offices uh, in December. And it was sort of a lengthy and slightly archaic process to, to get to that nomination. But it was a joint nomination between the two states, and that's uh, something that is apparently pretty rare. Is there a timeline or an expectation on when we might, you know, get the bottom line on this? Well, uh, it sounds like the National Park Service was expected to announce a, a decision already this month, but they held on to it because the, the mine is petitioning the keeper of the National Register to reject the nomination and not have it placed on the National Register. I think it's worth noting that the lawmakers, uh, Michigan lawmakers in the Upper Peninsula, are, are very upset at this entire process. They feel like what the state of Michigan's uh, Historic Preservation Office is doing amounts to kind of a, a, a usurpation of private property. And they're pretty angry that this application has sort of been closely held on to. Reporting this story, we weren't even able to get a copy of it. Uh, we have some Freedom of Information Act requests pending for it. The tribe wouldn't give it to us. The state of Michigan wouldn't give it to us. Wisconsin, the National Park Service, nobody would give us this application. So it was actually quite difficult to report this story because I was, uh, you know, we were attempting to find out what are the boundaries of this land. That was tough. What is exactly the argument for the detailed factual argument for this property being on the National Register? That was tough. So there's a lot of unknowns about, you know, exactly what is, you know, this land, what is there. Well, we'll be tracking uh, the story closely, not only for its potential impact to environmental concerns there, but as you say, also for the indigenous tribes, people protecting their sacred ground, given their rights to do so. And it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. Okay, Garrett Ellison, reporter for MLive.com. Thank you for being on with us. Headed to a quick break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 